Hello and welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we'll be marking out no selling for AEW's Double or Nothing. Feels like forever ago that it was, you know, Double or Nothing last year. About a year. About a year or so, yeah, yeah. Uh, We have some... Uh, an update about Sasha and Naomi, and then a surprising person taking a leave of absence from the WWE. But first, I'm your host, Joseph Lessel, who will never leave. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Who's on that uh, Hey Yo Scott Hall schedule, double secret probation and whatnot. Corey, once you say I'm sorry to what you did, you can come back to the show in person. I did nothing to those pies. He got off scot-free. Why should I apologize? He, he got a promotion and a vacation out of it. You know, the, you know, the, uh, you know, you're just a copycat. And right. God damn. Just, it, it, it's just not as good. Uh, let's not forget the ch- 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 chosen one, Mike Booble. It's clobbering time. I'm very excited to be here once again with the Human Wrestling Database and also Toledo Joe, the podcasting pro, the king of the no-sell podcast network, Mr. Laysell to you, the liberty to my bibbity, the Q to my non, the Alexa to my bliss, the Ryan to my Cabrera, the red to my socks, Mr. Joseph uh-huh. Lessel. It's beginning to feel like a personal attack. <laughs> the personal to my attack. <laughs> it's, I, what can I say? Uh, you know, I'm not the bad guy here. I'm just showing proof of the evidence. And, you know, it's not my fault. I that... mean, it was going well to like those last four blinds. And then it just felt distinctly personal. <laughs> the Baltimore to my Orioles. Ah. Fuck it all. For over for over fifty years, Baltimore has beaten the Yankees every game. They own us. So I have a theory about that. It's because Baltimore gave up on Babe Ruth. That's true. So there it is. I mean that is where he was born yeah. and he started playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Stole him to Boston. It really should be Boston. Oh, fuck it. Whatever. There's <laughs> <laughs> some wrestling to talk about. <laughs> Don't, you, you're really going to grind his gears right now. He's already angry. So, uh, Grinding my uh, gears. <laughs> you already grinds my gears. That talk. <laughs> so, last we discussed it was do a little update. Uh, so, Sasha and Naomi, um, as the internet would say, they took their ball and went home. Uh, As of SmackDown, they announced that they were stripped of their tag titles and uh, suspended indefinitely. So, where do you guys think that leads to? Firings or just let them go once their contract's up? Because the rumor is Naomi was in in contract discussion and both her and Sasha were going to be up soon. Uh, so first question, can you be stripped if you relinquish the titles? Anyways. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, already up, so. <laughs> they gave it back. Sorry, whatever. Anyways. Uh, my guess is they just let the, the contracts run, uh, run out. They're going to definitely not release them because they don't want to give them 
free reign to make money anywhere else, but they're for sure just going to let them sit there on ice and then just not sign them. I think uh, eventually, I think if either one is to come back, it's likely Naomi just because of the family. For the sure. husband is there. His entire family is embedded there. Um, Sasha's dead. I mean, I hope you didn't want to buy any Sasha Banks merchandise on the old WWE shop. <laughs> uh, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Oh, yeah. If you go to... Uh... But the best part is, uh, Corey, is that you can actually still look up the Velveteen Dream. Like, his his image pops up that's when you type shocking. in Velveteen. No, that's not shocking for that company at all. That's on brand. If a, but when Sasha... Is if MIA. a woman sticks up for herself and believes in her abilities, she's a bitch. But a sexual predator? Nah, I'll just give it a couple months. That'll be fine. You know what I noticed? Yeah. I, you know it's de- it's done because they replaced her in the opening video thing with Cody. Yep, yep, yep. She has Cody, and Naomi is uh, Ronda. With, with the process of replacing Diva for Diva. Yep. Do you think Adrenaline. If Naomi resigns? Would they just make her a Funkadactyl again? To to piss her off, yeah. Because they'll they'll have some sort of punishment. And they'll yeah, they'll her. pull the old Rey Mysterio and freeze Sasha's contract or some shit. Oh yeah, keep her as an indentured, independent servitude for as long as possible. Uh, you know what's funny is uh, we talked months ago about like we wanted Mustafa Ali just to you know walk on the dynamite and say fuck you, sue me. Sasha is yeah. so vindictive she might. She'll do it. She she'll doesn't do it give a fuck. But see, she'll do it without talking to Tony Khan. <laughs> yeah, she'll just show up. Yeah. <laughs> She'll buy the ticket. She'll buy the ticket. She'll just be in the ring. She'll pull a Scott Hall without anybody knowing about it. (laughs) So, let me ask you guys this then. What are are your percentage that she shows up at double or nothing and just the big fuck you? Oh, 0% double or nothing. Absolutely 0% double or nothing. Okay. Uh... I bet you we get a chant, though. I bet you we get a Sasha chant. She's, um... You know what's funny about that is, you know, we keep... We you know, we started off talking about both of them, but quickly it's just about Sasha. I mean, does Naomi just, so irrelevant. Does everybody just assume Naomi's going back because of the family? Or do they just don't care? Both. Both? Probably, yeah. Probably both. So we matter. have that. Yeah, so we have that, and then we... um. So we're like, oh, that's big news. But then, like, the next day, when Stephanie McMahon uh, announced that she's taking a leave of absence from the WWE to focus on family. Yeah, couple things. <laughs> Bright red lights here. Uh, first of all, um, that family doesn't take vacation, so focusing yep. on family, that there's something's, something's up. Number two, this scumbag company. <laughs> this is the same day they did their like quarterly call, and they didn't have her announce this until after that call was done and business was closed for the day. Um, you'd think if you're going to release this on that day, it's probably part of the fucking cycle. Probably part of the discussion on that quarterly call. That is, if you had a scruple of morals in your fucking company. Um, we know they don't. Um, 
So that was bullshit. And number three, uh, Nick Khan taking over most of her responsibilities. Uh, uh, Jesus, has he managed to even get Vince to turn on his daughter? You know, she's weak. Yes. She's weak, yes. Vince. She's weak. Her husband almost died. I thought I saw her cry once. We can't have that. She's weak. She's just like that, Shane. Uh, with with her at home, and first of all, and second of all, fourth of all, fifth of all, whatever number I'm at, it's been a long day. Twentieth. Um, You're on twenty. Yes, twentieth of all. Why, if it's not a big deal, like they're trying to pass it off? Why even announce it? You can even tell me she can't make miss a couple of phone calls and nobody's gonna, you know, care. Yeah, honestly, like, like nobody would have known that she wasn't there. Right? So the fact that they're announcing it means something. Don't know uh, what. I mean, conspiracy theorist and me, they're jumping in front of a story that's about to break. Uh, I think it's being sold quickly to Disney. Um, And it's also weird that she is taking time to be with family. When Triple H, by all the reports, he's back at pretty much working full-time in the office again. Well, he almost almost died in all that lazy slacker. That's her time to take a little bit of time off. (sighs) Are they they sold by Mania next year? It's beginning to look that way, man. I'll be honest with you. Because Nick Khan Khan has no emotional attachment to anybody in that company. He was brought in for one reason and one reason only, and he has done an effective job of getting it ready. It's like they had uh, that Mortal Kombat meme I sent you of the the original Mortal Kombat. As as you play along, you beat people, and you go near their image, and it's like knocked out Triple H, knocked out Shane, knocked out Steph, now knocked out Stephanie. He has Vince McMahon left on his tournament to get to the leader, you know, to become this powerful. Fucking, this fucking guy was brought in because he's damn good. His track record is damn good at setting up companies to sell and to sell at record profits. He knows what to do. He knows what buttons to push. He knows what things to clear. He does a phenomenal job. And these past three or four years, he has done a fantastic job. This company is going to make a metric fuck ton of money wherever they're sold and the smart money is pointing right at Disney. I, uh, so if you guys hated the Miz on Royal pains on USA network, you're going to love all the WWE superstars and Disney tie-ins. Oh, you mean like Sasha Banks on the Mandalorian? Yeah. She well, was already that's, this, yeah. That's bigger than Disney. I mean, like, you're going to get fucking Roman reigns and slot number 75 in the Marvel universe. I just, you know, oh my God. I mean, it's going to be terrible. Um, to piggyback off that here's a bigger question i am already perilously close to just not watching duty ever anymore does that sell and whatever they decide to do business-wise just seal the fucking deal just say like well i'm completely done i have no use in watching the miz remake uh remake disney channel show here good luck charlie with the Miz as the dad. No, thanks. I just. Oh, you know, what? we're going to get a sister, sister reboot with uh, the, the Bella twins. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Um, Disney Plus show. I mean, goddamn. I'm like, I. Good for them if they can get their billions out of it. That's I mean, because. But also, 
if Vince decides to sell before he dies, is that not the most damning indictment to his family, to his children? Ever. This was a, this is, he's bragged for decades about a family run business passed down from generation to generation. Well, I mean, passed down and he stole it from his generation, but. Well, yeah, he stole it from his dying father. (laughs) Um, And he's like, my kids aren't going to steal it from me, you son of a bitch. That's just it. He's such a fucking scoundrel, a fucking devilish rat scallion that he's not giving them the chance to do the same thing to him. He's like, nah, fuck you. He's going by that old, old adage, he who dies with the most toys wins. I mean, I kind of respect it, I gotta be honest. <laughs> and he knows Stephanie's the one child that would fucking steal it from under his dying hands. Oh, no doubt. God. Holy shit. It's that it's that crazy thing of, you know, we joked around about how we never thought it, of, and now what? So is the rumor is Disney is the uh, joining the pack now? Oh, oh Disney's the front runner. Because they runner. buy everything, they want to own everything. They want to own and, you, uh, Joe. Oh, they already own Joe. Yeah, they do. He's got a price. He's he's got <laughs> I'm a cheap. Price. I'm cheap. Because uh, you NBC wants nothing to do with this shit. No, they, they'll put it on their TV if they have to, but they don't want to own it. Uh, Disney, however, just wants to own everything that's ever made any kind of market re- uh, dent. They're yep. like, yes, we'll take it. Uh, we'll pay you billions over. It belongs to us now. So we can flog its corpse like it's doing with Star Wars. Yeah, um, so it should be interesting to see where they go because of, you know... Does she come back before the sale? Or is she just effectively done? I think she'll be back. Um, Will she have as much power? That's to be determined. Because Because they... They're solving to Nick, man. (laughs) Because they announced that she lost... Like, a lot of her people got laid off in the last, like, budget cuts. Like, a lot. Let's not forget the fact that in the last uh, couple of rounds of, you know, where they, I don't know the right terminology because I'm not rich, but, you know, where they, they sell a lot of their stock and get millions in return. Yeah. Um, Stephanie and Triple H have sold a ton of stock in the last couple of years. I mean, a yeah, ton. It, it said she only owns like 2% of the, com- the company now. Yeah. And it was a lot more than that at one point. Yeah. So they're liquidating, I mean, parts, uh, their assets in the company as we speak. So, Because so when that sell goes through, that stock is going to fucking plummet. Yeah. There's two wow. fantastic, there's two fantastic what ifs that will never happen, but be, would be fun for me. One, you know, Nick Khan grew up as a buddy of The Rock. What if The Rock ends up buying this shit? That's been a rumor. Ultimate <laughs> fuck you, Vince. It would be on uh, the Young Rock show. And then and then the other one, which would just be like funny, haha, but it never happened. Nick Khan, what if he, what if it's all a big con job and he sells to the other con? It, it won't be a... The name on the contract does say con, but it says Tony Khan. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Shane's not here. Shane's not here, guys. If that actually happened, I would simultaneously stop watching WWE and AEW at the same time. (laughs) All right. 
Like, nope, I'm out. It'll, I guess it would only depend. It would depend on if he's like, yeah, this shit's shut down, but hell, it'll make a good, but it'll make a great uh, addition to my uh, to my streaming service. But now we're done. And then I want Tony Khan to do the ultimate like wrestling fan thing for the first year of streaming. All he puts on there is like the Sunday Night Heats and Velocities and fucking, you know, the the, the real nerd shit. The Joe special. Yeah. Right. Not a WrestleMania in sight, but goddamn, those Toronto my, Garden House shows. Give me my roll-ups, baby. <laughs> so speaking of rotting corpses waiting to be sold and exhumed for the nearest dollar, you know, you didn't bring up this uh, Ric Flair last match thing. Uh, I uh, Especially if the latest rumor is true. Brother. Yeah, oh, fucking hell. Um, first of all, Jay Lethal, what are you doing, man? Like, you're better than this. And, uh, I remember when it broke, people were like, why the fuck is he going to Nashville? And then it came out, oh, because StarCast, an old ad-free show is going to be there. So there you go. Fuck hey, that. hey, he hasn't, well, it's, yeah, StarCast this year is like, sponsor is, Working with WWE this year? That's what I saw. Well, they're, I mean, I don't know. Sure. It's First of all, like this Conrad, see Conrad's little douchey, douchebaggish bullshit hissy fit this past week when Ricky Steamboat uh, publicly came out and said he turned down Flair and was not going to wrestle him in his last match. I did not. No. Conrad kind of had a hissy fit about it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I kind of just put him down, made him sound like not a big deal, like blah, 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 blah. Like, for, just because he told your ass no, fucking. And I mean, why are you rating your father-in-law out there to fucking die in the middle of the goddamn ring? I mean, come on. You got to remember, this is the same guy who, for years, publicly took a shit on Buff Bagwell saying he would never be invited to StarCast. And look who the first sign guest is. Yep. He's but a party piece of shit like the rest of us. Oh yeah, it's, did you see his new his new show? It's uh, yeah, the McFoley pod. Yeah, I will never yeah. listen to that. By the way, fucking Christ, Foley is one I would have maybe listened to if it wasn't a Conradison show. But no, that's cool. <laughs> I'm I'm fine there. Let me guess. They start with Hell in the Cell. Oh, it's got to be because yeah, that's what Conrad does. Goes to the the main bits and then just peters out slowly. Starts uh, replacing actual good content with more uh, commercials. It's a good four Terrible. minutes of podcast, but, though. So, but so we have so uh, the uh, what they Isn't said that Rick Rick Flair, huh? If 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 the if the people that they talked about are in this, it's Flair and FTR. Against the Rock and Roll Express and Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Brother? Like. <laughs> I mean this, I mean dead seriously. You literally could not pay me to go to that. No. I I would I, tell Conrad to lick my fucking balls before I took that money, went to that horse shit of a show. I can't even imagine watching it after the fact. It's on pay-per-view. I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't really looked into this because of the fact I'm like, I, ne- I don't see it ha- happening. 
Oh, how it's going to happen. Yeah. How is like 58 year old Ricky Morton legit the third best worker in that match? Oh, God. And that's only um, if Robert Gibson's having an off day. I mean, but, but the FTR and, and the R&R are going to have to fucking carry this thing because you can't let Hogan and Flair in for just more than a couple of token punches, I, can you? I swear to God, Flair's taking the L. Hogan's dropping the uh, leg drop, or he's going to do the uh, axe bomber. Yeah, they'll do the axe bomber. Yeah, Hogan and can't drop that leg. Hogan, Hogan will slightly fall down, but I think Hogan will uh, um, take that well, uh, win. Because we we've looked it up, and the like the record of um, Ric Flair against uh, Hogan's like what, like forty five and six, and the six are all like DQs or countouts I mean, or. Let me guess, it's a real Randy Savage-like win-loss percentage against Hogan. Yeah. Where Flair's taking all those L's. Yeah. Here's the other part that nobody's talking about since Hogan's name was brought up. Hogan is in far worse condition than Flair is. All of a sudden, it's not even Flair that's like, what are you doing? It's like, you can't parade Hogan out there and pretend to have any semblance of an actual match. Oh my yeah, god! Ho- I found these stats: Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair from 1991 to 2010. Hulk Hogan leads the series 95 to 18 with five draws. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least he, he obviously he obviously thought more of Flair than he did Savage because Savage just has straight zeros in that win column. That win column. It's that cra- it's that crazy thing of just uh creative doesn't work for me, brother. Well, if that's on paper, you're star casting it a big fuck you for me. I'm not giving it a, a cent. I wouldn't watch that to save my fucking life. That's embarrassing. And uh just it's not needed. That's disgusting. Makes me feel icky. I take a cold shower. Ugh. It's gross, dude. It is. Um, speaking of gross, uh, Corey, have you uh, seen those uh, ringside news uh, tweets? Uh, I've seen some of them. Yeah, uh, they're real pieces of shit. Uh, I, have no idea. I have no idea about this. Oh, well, host man, uh, please enlighten our our, well, well, our our coworker here. Well, Ringside News is a uh, you know wrestling outlet for news and stuff. Um, so what they decided to do was, hand. huh? Fifth or sixth hand wrestling news. Yeah. Uh, what the uh, <laughs> owner, boss, creator, whoever, top uh, top guy for um, Ringside News decided to go on a little rant. Sounded like a drunk rant, but he backed it up. Of the fact that he did not like the fact uh, that the idea of AEW uh, putting uh, the women's championship on uh, Nyla Rose because she was a dude. And if that wasn't like, like, okay, dude, you're obviously in the wrong here. You're coming off like an idiot. He doubled down. He doubled down. But somebody confronted him about it. Used, and I'm I'm not quoting for sure. I saw it, but I didn't memorize it. But he said something along the lines of, yeah, well, 
they're, I'm not Tony Khan putting the belt on someone with a bigger dick than someone else has or something. Like, like a bigger I strap just, on. Like, yeah. He just doubled down on the idiocy and douchebagginess. Um, but I guess um, on the fun side, they had a partnership with like U.S. Times or something. And uh, U.S. Times like, yeah, we're going to cancel our... Uh, agreement with this group here so you cost yourself uh probably a business buddy because yeah I, I don't know i don't know who's subscribing to ringside news idiots to begin with yeah it's, uh, you know the you know who subscribes to ringside news the the idiot wrestling fans who aren't smart at all and they say they hate dave Meltzer, so they refuse to go to him for news but instead, go to the uh, news sites that just copy and paste from the Observer every week for their news. And those fans aren't smart enough to realize they're still just getting Dave Meltzer's news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's disgusting, you know, in that way of uh, it's just flat out disgusting. And uh, although Nyla Rose, I'm respecting that. I, I, I dig Nyla Rose more and more. Yep. Like when someone showed her what he said about the dr- double down with the strap on and all that. Her response was that <laughs> you said strap on. <laughs> Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. I was, like, I was like, that's the way to go right there. I'm, I'm digging Nyla Rose more and more. Well, I mean, cause you have to like, you have to, I mean, she's probably heard every horrific fucking thing people can say about her. And she's just like, man, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, she's heard every one of them at this point. Yeah, uh, great. If not, at least once a day, you know? Yeah. So that was awesome. Cool. Uh, fuck you, dude, and good on her to lead the way and how to deal with it. Like, you can do the, uh, you can uh, attack your the wrestler on Twitter and social media, but don't attack them in person. Because they're going to mess you up. It's like because last week at it. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I would say like just what happened at that indie show last week when the uh, overreacted dude showed up and attacked that uh, wrestler, headbutted him. Idiot. 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 Yeah. Uh, that was that was gross. I mean, we go to uh, you know we go to our fair show of uh, our fair share of indie shows. And the whole thing is to, like, engage with the heels and get heat. Even if they, like, rip your sign or flick your hat, like, you say, go fuck yourself, and then you let them keep doing that. You don't fucking attack them, dude. That's the whole point of the show. Yeah. Right. You boo the bad guys, you cheer the good guys, and, you know, I don't know, idiots. Just fucking idiot. What? The wrestling world is filled more and more with idiots, guys, and I'm having trouble dealing with it, honestly. It's it's always been filled with a fair share of fucking asinine, moronic idiots. But it's almost to the point where they're overtaking the rest of us. I don't know. Now, I'm sure that the show being in South Georgia and a steroided up fucking white Trumper attacking a black man had nothing to do with it. I'm sure there was, no, there was, no, there was nothing justified there. I, I'm not seeing where any of those facts have to do with each other, Mike. Um, 
I don't know. I think you're you're reaching there. I think. I hate the South. Is is there a racial problem in the South that I'm not aware of? Uh, yeah, it's a small one. It's you know, it's it's, it's, it's bubbled up a couple times. I'll say that. Yeah. You it's, don't say. You know, you know the old saying with the uh, the savior used to say, but you know, uh, you know, love each other, love wrestling. Like that really needs to hopefully come well, back around the, sometime soon. Not you know. The that the Mac used to use. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> the heat seeker to the face. Yeah. <laughs> Mike got what I was talking about. Uh, I, I got it. I got it. That's what we call an off pod bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Joe finally got it. Okay. We're of course talking about Jeff fucking pies. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, Jeff, where's our uh, you know uh, our call in there, pal? You know we got to put this in the show. Come on now. Oh sure. Yeah. You remember he said I'll try to call in every once in a while. Yeah, uh, that was funny. Maybe you forgot the number. What's the number? Nuts. Uh, I. I don't know. <laughs> he quit listening uh, the last time. 909-9900. There it is. Call it in, uh, Jeff, and you know, let us know, uh, you know, what's going on in the in. Listening the moment he shut the door to your apartment, the last podcast he left on. Oh yeah, he turned That's around, two flip, two birds, and just walked away. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> He said you were number one, Jeff. Twice. Twice. You know. <laughs> he went all goatee on, on us. Now we're just somebody that he used to know. I mean, he doesn't way, even remember our names. He's way hotter than Godia. Don't give him that. Don't give him that. <laughs> I Godia is an ugly piece of shit. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he's not very attractive. <laughs> he's fucking <laughs> horrific looking. And I say that as someone with the face of radio. Yeah. Reminds me of that Jim Cornette line. He looks like he, uh, his face was caught on fire and put out with a pickaxe. <laughs> <laughs> Could make a freight train take a dirt road. Wow. Well, guys, uh, you know what's happening this weekend since we're not in the same room because you guys are on assignment and Corey really, really just needs to apologize. And then Don't we know. Hopefully, they want a Boston cream pie. I give them a Boston cream pie. <laughs> you know, Joe, we'll just uh, we'll just tell the producer we ate it. Yeah. <laughs> so what we gotta do? Suck me, beautiful. I regret nothing. <laughs> they call me Casa and Casanova. Um, <laughs> but, um. This upcoming weekend we're, is double or nothing for AEW. We're in Las Vegas. What's your what's your hype hype level at it, or do you have one yet? First of all, they're in Vegas all week. Dynamite, yep. Rampage. Um, you know this one. To be honest, this one's kind of creeping up on me. So, oh, this is like a six. Yeah, maybe a seven tops. Like the card looks sick, but. It's just kind of creeping up on me this year. It's I don't know like, what I haven't been it's missing something. Yeah, like yeah, it it is sneaking up on all of us because of 
uh, you know, normal lives and stuff. Then you get because like I honestly did not know it was this weekend. I'm like, oh, look at that! It's, it's uh, this weekend actually. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's not uh, a six, but you know, whatever happens, uh, upcoming, uh, you know, results of Dynamite. We're gonna find out the winners of the Owen Hart women's and uh, men's side of the tournament to get to the finals. Um, yeah, we'll figure out the finals are for the pay per views. Warlow will be taking on Sean Spears with MJF as the uh, special guest referee in the cage match. And then if Warlow wins, he takes on MJF, which we expect to happen. But before we move on, last week we discussed this. If Victory, Warlow lap, can, victory lap. If Warlow can take the straps and no-sell all well, ten. He, fucking, he pretty much did it. He took he the first... He took eight, and on the ninth one, uh, Spears caught him around the neck, and he flinched because that's there's no way to not flinch there. Uh, but holy shit, dude, that dude! My God, it was weird at first. I was like, man, I think we found his kink. <laughs> right. <laughs> no one tell Rhea. Yeah, right. This uh, this was working for him. Um, <laughs> it got him more over. I'll tell you that much. I mean, fuck this. This is working to make him a star. But they have, to, they have to do what WWE quit doing, and that's fucking continue through with it. It's one thing to get him to the finish line and then just stop him. He has to bust through that finish line. That's like the one match that I had. We'll get to the card in a minute. It's the only match that I don't have a strong opinion, like feeling of which way it's going to go. I think I think it might change once I tell you the card. Because as of right now, there's ten matches. Well, then get to it, sloppy. And the and the ten, I will. And the ten <laughs> matches does not include this match, the MJF Warlow. So, uh, our first match is a pre-show match at uh, Tony Nice and Smart Mark Sterling versus Hookhausen of Hook and Danhausen. Yeah, it's gonna be a squash, right? So, yes, it's it's gonna be a squash. But my question, uh, wouldn't you be tempted to put that on pay per view? It's too loaded. That's the problem. But, and no disrespect to some of the other matches, Hookhausen's a more over act than some of those other acts. Yeah, they're more over than the majority. <laughs> to be honest with you, like they that should open the card on the main pipe on pay per view proper. I mean, you're not wrong. I, th- I think I, I would like to see them replace Mark Sterling with an actual wrestler for Nice to partner with. I get the storyline. It, it fits perfectly. But I just think if they were going to do it on pay-per-view, I'd like to see an actual full-time competitor teaming with Nice. I don't know who. Off the top of my head, I, I don't have an answer. <laughs> That they have like 800 people now, so it's yeah. just you got to think about it. <laughs> Select random but, uh, heel from dark. Here you go. There, there's your teammate. Um. So, uh, so I mark out. Well, Hook's gonna win. Yeah, yeah Hook I, will win. I mean, I'll mark out for it because that the Hook housing thing shouldn't work as well as it is. Yeah, I'll mark out for it. Did you guys see the? The fan video after Dynamite Long Island. 
Close? Yeah. Uh, I and he did what? Yeah, people, he put over a hook. I mean, he he took the suplex from him and and laid down and yeah, he uh, even MJF was cutting a promo. Punk came out. They had their little interaction, and then uh, Danhausen came out and cursed him, like which was hilarious. And Punk was trying to find money to give him to him, but he couldn't find any. And Danhausen backed him back into the ring, and then he ran into Hook and did the thing where he like was reaching behind him to see that it was Hook, and then Hook straight up suplexed him and put him in a transmission. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Left him laying then, there in Long Island. And Punk laid there, like, once again for, like, a couple hours after the show, so they're tearing down the ring. That was awesome when he did that at SmackDown. There was, like, yeah, nobody left in the building except for, like, the most hardcore of guys putting the the set down. He's just still laying in the middle of the ring like he's dead. He so did it great, again. Dude. He did it again. Should have seen the people though online <laughs> bitching and moaning that Punk would do this. It wasn't on TV, fuck nuts. Doesn't matter. You're a superstar, and now you've got this fucking stupid comedy shit, and now you're uh, putting over people who don't deserve to be put. I I hate people who don't like wrestling. Like he's not Actually, going to do it on the pay per view, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> it's they're just. I, I know. I, they're fucking idiots. And it's, I just, a, it's a house show dark match. Like, what are you talking about? Send the crowd home happy. They don't like Punk in there because of MJF. They love Hook. Hey, let's have Hook suplex his ass. Idiots. It, Hook is uh, a little too short to be doing that, though, because Punk is, like, only 6'2", and Hook is a, a little too short to do that to him. All right. My, my <laughs> issue is... Have we really gone so far with just the WWE business uh, shit going on that uh, people don't understand what it is to like have fun and make stars? We just have to do the boring old shit where their idea of sending the crowd home happy is John Cena giving whatever heel he's feuding with an AA, and then they play his music on loop six times. Yeah, That's I, I don't. I don't know. Bored. <laughs> Yay, fun. <laughs> yeah. What you said earlier about how like Dodery is hard to watch, and it is. Like they're just doing the same thing every every week. And or instead of this week, they twist it by bait and switch, and it's just getting dumber and dumber. And it's hard to watch stuff for AEW's weekly. I didn't watch Raw because no, but I did watch 40 seconds of Cody and the Miz attempting week one wrestling techniques in the middle of a Raw ring and yeah, not working weird. out at all. I mean, holy fuck, they looked like they hadn't even taken a bump clash yet. So, like you guys know, I mean, we're off topic, but that's what we do here. Uh, you guys know I'm a I'm a huge Miz guy. Um, yeah. But Cody, so, like, the argument people make with, like, Hook and Punk, that should be made with Miz and Cody. Cody should not be anywhere near Miz, and if he is, he should be squashing him. Yeah, no, you're right. I agree with you there. That's what they need to keep him hot. He's their, he's their only logistical answer, and um, they're not even using him in anything important going forward. Uh, 
Nope. The, the title picture for the next four months is already set up with Riddle, Orton, and then Drew. Gross. For Roman. Like, what's Cody doing? He can't possibly feud with Seth for six months. Well, I mean, who else is he going to wrestle on that show that can get a good fucking match out of him? That's a good question. But, like, and I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, ooh, that's scary. All right. AJ? So, so this is the first, uh, I guess, no, because Cody was at Revolution, right? Yeah, he was. No, no, he wasn't. He was. I was like, so this isn't the first pay-per-view without Cody. So, well, but this is the first pay-per-view with him being in WWE. Do you think we're going to get Cody signs or Cody chance or anything? Nope. No. I think if the, I think if their business was down and, and the shows were bad, then the diehards would maybe try to create something. But since, and T and, and in all fairness, I, you know, I'm 50 and I'm, I'll be honest and true with everything. AEW's TV hasn't been great the past month either. Yeah. It's been better than WWE's, but it's definitely got some holes. Um, but they're not in a position where they miss them. They've definitely got more star power. Um, so now I'm trying, is there any surprise AEW can pull out at this show? You feel like for the first time, they're in Vegas for the first time in three years. That's where they started the double or nothing thing. They want you, you just kind of feel they want to surprise you with something. But what is it? I think I know. I think I know what the surprise may be. What is it? What's the, what's the next show? Uh, well, the Forbidden all, Door. All out? Or Forbidden Door? No, no. Forbidden Door. So maybe Okada or someone. Well, what's Okada doing? He's not yeah, on the think, he's not on the Super Junior Tour, so anybody any of the anything guys could theoretically be in Vegas. They could be flown uh, in, yeah. Osprey's so, out because of uh, like a severe kidney infection. Yeah, he can't so catch what's, him. What's the plans for Okada at that show? Nobody knows yet because they're keeping it shut because a they wanted to get through double or nothing. And plus, New Japan has a big pay-per-view in early June with the world title to be defended. So the and there's in in the Japanese businesses, you don't you don't um, announce anything until that pay-per-view is done because it could jeopardize what people think will happen at that pay-per-view. Um, which makes sense. You don't want to like, oh well, this is going to be a lame duck pay-per-view. Um, so they they won't mention anything. It, it it's like for like Dodi like it's like Dodi has, um, Hell in a Cell is that next? Yep. Hell in a Cell, but they're already announcing the Saudi show. You in know, November. it's like why in November? Yeah, it's like why matter? They're why promise, does why? Sh- they're promising legends wrestling at Saudi Arabia. Legends will return was the headline. Yeah, they're like it, they're milking the Ric Flair thing like. And their idea, I mean, it's probably Taker. I'm, <laughs> but, sure it's, I'm sure it's Taker. But it's still like their living legends are returning. Who, uh, when is Hell in a Cell? June 5th. Oh, no, we're on day. You hate to see it. <laughs> right? Get your tickets now. Get your tickets now for Pow for Wrestling. Which will, which will be a much better wrestling show, no doubt. <laughs> Absolutely. Get your tickets now. Except for those damn Blanchards. Go get your tickets now. 
for Pow Pro Wrestling. Uh, so for the next match, it's the AEW. <laughs> the pay-per-view proper. <laughs> the pay-per-view yeah. proper. AEW TBS Championship as it's Jade Cargill versus Anna Jay. Uh, I'll mark out just in the sense that it's another step in the Jade Cargill um, story. They're, they've done an exceptionally well job of building her up making her an actual star. A star who people watch. Go figure. Uh, yeah, they kind of threw this together. Huh? Uh, watch the Yankee game. Oh. <laughs> yeah, for the, the like, I'm I was slightly mark out, but it's like they legitimately put this match together a week ago. Oh yeah, like, it's, of, because with her title reign, it's all about the streak. It's not about feuds. Yeah. Like she doesn't have and, a feud with anybody. It's just name the next person. And that is actually why I am no selling because I have reached that Goldberg point where I'm like, cool, I'm happy you're undefeated. You're gonna fight somebody that actually matters at any point because at this yeah. point your streak is irrelevant. I I'm I'm not digging her um undefeated streak. Like I if I had my druthers, they wouldn't be focusing on that because I think it's it's going to be and I think it's already slowly becoming, but it will become a big albatross around her neck. Absolutely. And and I, I you know, I don't want to disparage it. I like what Jade is doing. She is a fucking yeah. star, but they need to um up that quickly. I have an addition. I saw this on social media. And I thought this would be genius in terms of using people the right way. That baddie section of hers, I like it. What if you yeah. add a? What if you add a? Oh, sunny, sunny kiss to it. Turn, turn sunny, little hillish, little color, uh, little. At least use them. I don't think sunny kiss adds anything of relevant to that show. Well, see, I'm. And to her baddie section, like I'm more like maybe it could add something to Sunny. Try to get help her out. Try to get uh, something out of that investment. I don't think Sunny's ready for that. I don't think they're. I think the spotlights are too bright for them, to be honest. Oh, that's right. That's why she's on dark or shades of Jeff Mack all over this goddamn podcast. Uh, you're you're probably not wrong. It's um. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, the match will be quick. I mean, we all know Jade's going to yeah. win. Yeah. Uh, the next match on the uh, Wikipedia is the Men's Own Heart Cup Tournament Final, as it would be either Kyle O'Reilly or Samrod Joe oh versus, <laughs> versus Adam Cole. So hold real quick. Uh, let's talk about that uh, match coming up, because Jesus Christ. Yeah, as I said, mm-hmm. that means we get Kyle O'Reilly versus Samoa Joe on Wednesday, and yes, please. Uh, that will be fucking fantastic. Kyle yeah. O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly spilled the beans in an interview that he signed a five-year deal with AEW, so he ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Well, <clears throat> so when I think that actually, I'll get to the match in a second. I think that actually hints at what the new, the new contracts are going to be. Yep, five years. Yep. Five years. Smart. If they're young, it's and the, I, I wouldn't give Sting a five-year contract, but. Sure, I wouldn't give you know Omega. I wouldn't you know. There's there's definitely limits to it. like I wouldn't give Punk a five-year deal. Sting could be like a year by year if he how yeah, he's feeling, year. how he's feeling. Sting's been year by year since 2003. By the way, did you see that guy that got roasted on Twitter for his terrible Sting take about no, how no. he he turned his back on the company that made him WWE? <laughs> and what? 
to do all these things. And you should have seen the amount of people who immediately responded with, what the fuck are you talking about? You do you know anything? Like Oh my god. WCW didn't even make him. But Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Corey. I was gonna say if you want to be honest about who treated him with most respect and reverence, TNA made him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean you're not wrong. He was constant. He was consistently viewed as their hugest star. He was treated well. He was never booked like crap. Yeah, I mean he wasn't beat no, up I, RVD for like forty minutes with the bat. So I like that. That's that's fine. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be Joe. I don't think they're going to do any kind of undisputed elite split for the yeah. for the finals. Joe makes sense. Uh, and Joe Joe versus Adam Cole was a fantastic final. That's, but that sounds like a finals matchup. It does. Uh, yeah, but it I think does. I think O'Reilly versus Joe is going to be a better match than Joe versus Cole. Yes, I agree with that completely. Um, I, I Mark I'll out. This. Mark I'll out. Have, <laughs> yeah, Mark out. I'll have a sneaky. I'll have a sneaky. Uh, I may maybe feeling that maybe they might put O'Reilly in and have him go against Cole, and it's just a friendly little thing because of how NXT just basically butchered what they've done previously. Um, I think that Khan and probably Cole and O'Reilly all want to stay as clear away from the feud that those two had last year as fucking possible. And they want to get any remembrance of it. But more importantly, I was thinking you want Joe in there for the ring of honor. Look. Yeah. Yeah. Keep honor strong. Keep champion strong. O'Reilly, I just say maybe O'Reilly because he is from Canada, so there's a, you know, that slight chance of, you know, Canadian for for Owen type thing. Um, so yeah, mark out all around here. Um, uh, so the, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I do expect, however, to for it to get a little dusty once uh once Martha's there, you're talking about whatever she's gonna say. Yeah, that could happen. That's gonna yeah. be rough. Uh, then the women's Owen Hart Cup tournament finals will either be Tony Storm or Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander. Uh, ooh, you know what's weird? Statlander is a replacement for so uh, Sheeta, who's not even injured. So for most, I don't know why they decided <laughs> to do they decided to do a replacement angle, and she's not hurt. Um, and they didn't bother to tell her, so she went on social media pissed off that she was replaced for no goddamn reason. And they didn't bother to tell her we did that on purpose. Um, normally, you wouldn't pick the replacement. For some reason, I'm kind of thinking she's making it in the finals at least. Uh, so I was going to ask, did she drop that alien gimmick? Yes. Yes, they've, they've quietly dropped it. That's good. Yeah. It's stupid. She's just more of a. She's kind of leaning heel with the way she acts and talks, but they haven't pulled the trigger yet. Because she's taking on like the baddies and uh, velvet, uh, red velvet right now. So kind of thing. When you announced the the semifinals, there, Joe, I kind of had the same thought, Corey. Did I think Chris Statlander beats Tony Storm in the finals? Yeah, I kind of think, and I definitely think that's probably the. Uh, it almost, to me, would almost feel boring if you just threw Britt Baker into the finals. 
I love Britt, but yeah, I agree. Like Britt needs to go away for a couple months. And by the way, Tony Storm, did you see what the story came out about when she, why she decided to leave WWE? No. Okay, so remember that she had that uh, angle with Charlotte where the pie, the cake was thrown, the pie was thrown in her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wasn't happy about that gimmick. Uh, well, come to find out, it's because their original plan for that angle was for her to have the pie thrown in her face and then have her shirt ripped off. And she was like, why? Well, there's no need to do that part. 2000 called and said, that's why. And then, and then amazingly with the, with the powers that be in the back, Johnny's, she got a, a bad attitude. She wouldn't do business because she had a problem with it. Uh, Just another fuck you to that company. Yeah. But I, I think you need to put her in the finals. Tony Um, and Statlander. Yeah. I think it'd be, I, I think it'd be Statlander as well because of Ruby being, Pushed right out of the gate when she arrived, which you know you could, you should have. And for me, it'd be the storyline going for Ruby is like, up oh, can't win the big one, so let's not get her to the big one yet to lose again. Yeah, and you know the thing with Storm versus Statlander is Storm's brand new, but you haven't used Statlander in so long that it's kind of a fresh thing either way. Even if yeah, Statlander sure. wins. Um, so anyway, though, because it's going to be interesting. Yeah, agreed. Same here. Uh, the next match is for the AEW Women's World Championship: Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. This got uncomfortable for me the last couple of weeks. Yes, it has. You know, they had Deeb come out there and do her promo about not being taken seriously, and she got implants to appeased perverts up north and shaved her head to prove her commitment and what does she have to do to prove that um she's a woman and deserves it on that merit alone and nothing with the sexualization and whatnot and all the same time she's dating marty Stroll. so mm, maybe she's not the one to cut that promo on tv <laughs> i just rubbed a lot of people the wrong it's, way it's like thunder rose was legit like i'll be on i'll mark out for this match but like the build for it has been pretty meh because Deeb does her promo. Thunder Rosa comes out, says nothing. Uh, n- next week, Deeb does a promo. Thunder comes out, does nothing. You know, like Thunder Rosa hasn't, uh, has she even wrestled since the, she well, won see, the title? Here's the thing. And I figured this out the other day and I was going to tell, tell you guys about it. And I forgot to text you. So tell me if I'm wrong here and tell me why this makes the world title main event. So fucking intriguing because CM Punk seems like someone who will break this uh, thought process. But have you noticed it's not just Hangman Page and it's not just Thunder Rosa or Jurassic Express, but it's kind of been all champions throughout the history of this company. Once you win the titles, the storyline is done for you. It's almost like. It's the challengers who have the storylines in the arcs. You're just there to defend the title. Yeah, they're very good at the chase. They don't know how to book the defend. But I'm not even sure they're trying to book the defend because it's like every champion's the same way. It's like you get there and now you're just there. And now it's time to tell the other person's story. Well, Whether you or not, it's it's weird. It's uh, well, and I don't think Punk could ever fit into that. So that'll be interesting. Well, so here's the difference. Uh, 
every world champion, well, I guess not everyone. Chris Jericho would be the exception. But every other champion, including Cody Rhodes, as he never won a major, like the world title anywhere, has never had to be presented as the main guy anywhere. Like, I know Omega was, but it's Japan. It's not the same as being the main guy in America on American TV. It's just not. And so all the people who are in control of creative don't know how to book a main, a U.S. based megastar. They don't know how to do it. So do you think that? Because I mean, spoiler, we'll jump ahead to this in a second. But Punk's winning. One hundred percent. Do you think that uh, this is going to in the long run maybe? help this company because i mean uh, now because i don't think punk's gonna sit quietly by and just be the guy who happens to be champ while storylines are going around him again because well, he did it 12 years ago well punk doesn't uh nobody books punk punk books himself it's a good point so, maybe, he can, maybe he can help teach con how to well, book a world champ well this is why i i brought this up a couple months ago and i think whether he meant this to happen, whether this was a plan from Khan, I think Punk is sliding into an, an unofficial EVP role in the backstage area because he is like when you see like the media scrums and stuff, it's always Tony and Punk talking to the media together, like as a united front. That's true. It's very much one-two punch. For better or worse, he's sort of usurped kind of on-screen Cody authority figure from like the bucks and omega it's cm punk i there's another there's a theory with the bucks coming up that i i want to get your guys's take on but i i agree with you i think this will be interesting and i think thunder rose has kind of just fallen into that gimmick she won the title and now it's just her storyline is this she's champ yeah yeah and blow that you know it's uh it's very much like a lifetime achievement award for all these people getting a belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I guess in a um, way, kind of books it like the world champs in Japan. Because if you think about it, the champions in Japan, the storyline is just that they're the champion and everybody comes running for them. And they tell the individual challengers arc as they come to the match. And then during the match, the storyline is, is the champ, can the champ beat him? Or can this guy take it from the champ? And then the champ will win, and then it's the next guy's arc up to the champ. Uh, While well, you just slowly build the champ's um, power. Like, I mean, he just keeps champing. You can't beat him. But there's not a real storyline going around the champ. Just the fact that he's the champ and you can't take it from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're all marking out here? Uh, yeah, but Serena, I don't know. You've been off a couple weeks. Yeah, I don't like where you're going with some of this shit. Uh, the, the match will be good. So I'm going to mark out for the bell to bell, but I don't know that they have a solid plan going forward after that. Uh, I think uh, this is going to make a lot of people unhappy because Deeb is a fantastic wrestler. But yeah. this is a placeholder match because you've got your Tony Storms and your Jamie Haters coming up. And you never know, your Mercedes Renardo, uh, <laughs> boss Mercedes or whatever they want to call her. Uh, if that would ever happen, then yeah, people like Deeb are going to take a very definite backseat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She'll be the Brad Armstrong of the women's division. 
That you know what? That's actually good. That's that's apropos. So let's do the next match because uh, Corey just mentioned their name: the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. No, a hard fucking no sell for me. I'm gonna no sell that one. Uh, three was it five years ago? It was good, but that's when you you could tell even back then the Hardys were on their last run, and it's five years have passed. And Jeff can barely move, and he works better than Matt. Yeah. So, no. Uh, they have they fucked Matt's debut up till now up. Uh, they have fucked the Hardys Union up. Uh, the Young Bucks uh, are just not the best tag team in the world. They're just not. So they I just do, do they do Hardy Boys light, and so I don't want to see a bad Hardy Boys versus a better yet still bad Hardy Boys match. <laughs> I don't think they fucked up the Hardy Boys reunion so much as just after the first match they realized, oh, they can't go anymore. So they've had to do an about face on it. Um, that's how I look at it. Because Jeff is good for one or two spots in a match. Matt's atrocious. He can barely fucking move. He needs to not wrestle. Um, it's actually quite embarrassing to watch Matt. Matt Hardy, to me, that's what I'm thinking Ric Flair is going to look like in that period. Is what Matt Hardy does now. I mean, you're not wrong. And uh, and there's like a 30 year age difference. Um, Flair didn't take it easy anyway. So I mean, it, how bad did Matt Hardy fuck up his body over that time? Jesus Christ. But what would you guys have said if I told you in March when Jeff Hardy was getting ready to come in that we were going to no sell the Bucks Hardy's tag match? I would be a little surprised, but not completely surprised because that's the match I was least interested in. If the Hardys came in, I wanted to see Hardy's FTR. I want to see Hardy's against Sting and Darby because of the comparisons with Jeff and Darby. No, uh, and pretty, I agree with you, but the Hardy's match was bucks. a bigger match. Yeah, no, it, it is. And you're right. Um, I think the Hardy boys are not the Hardy boys, but the, uh, the Bucks. Bucks. I think their shine's been taken off because I think they've been throwing a bit of a hissy fit. Um, and yeah. it's weird. It's not even over tag teams. It's about Punk. Punk <laughs> came in and was a bigger star than them. Sells more merch than them. Better sells worker. more ratings than them. I think they liked it when it was them and Omega and Cody because they were they could still control the narrative. Mm-hmm. And now Punk is undisputedly a bigger star. And doesn't put up with their bullshit. So I don't think they're happy there at the moment. I'm just I'm just shocked. I'll say this. I'm a little shocked that they just... It's kind of a force for this this match. But well, this they need, to get, they, they right need to get it in. They just need to get it in. And I, can, I get it. The unofficial feeling that you can't have a AEW paper without the Young Bucks on it. They're EVPs. Cornerstone of the company since day one. You're already missing Omega because he's hurt so much. Cody has already bailed. So you kind of, you, you're the feeling is you have to have them on it. No, but don't. this match is just so <laughs> pigeonholed out of nowhere. Like, this match is based on uh, the Young Bucks coming down going, huh, or they're uh, being the elite YouTube channel. Like, that's how Did this you, feud got to. I mean, we're, this paper is so stacked that this match is thrown together. FTR is not even on the damn paper. Oh, That's yeah. I would I would have rather had FTR versus the Hardy Boys if you were going to do something. I would rather scratch the Hardy Boys and Bucks all together and have this Wednesday's 
FTR Rapungi Vice Ring of Honor tag title match on the pay per view. Yeah, because that would uh, be better. This match opens right. Uh, it's tough to. Yeah, it has, it has to. It's, it's the young match. It's gonna open. If they're not first, they gotta if be last. So if it doesn't, we'll see how much stroke they've lost. Yeah, and they're we'll close see. to con. And they're close to con, man. Everybody thought that Cody was the closest. These guys are the guys close to con. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Speaking of tag matches, uh, our next match is a three-way tag match for the AEW Tag Team Championships as it's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Team Taz of Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. I'm going to no-sell this. I believe it or not, so am I. I'm not in this company, I'm not a big fan of triple threats. Yeah. And they don't do, and to their fairness, they don't do them often. Um, well, let me ask you this before, uh, Corey. How do you feel of the fact that, so we have this triple threat match leading up to, uh, on the show, but on Dynamite, we have another triple threat match, but this time it's Jungle Boy versus Ricky Starks versus Swerve. It's a teaser to this one. And to tie up the loose ends. I mean, I'm not a big fan of it, but I get why it's being done. Um, look, this match is basically facilitated to just a finally further the Christian heel turn on Jungle Boy and get the belts off of them because that hasn't worked. Yep. It's just been law. Um, which means one of these other teams are likely to win the tag belts here, guys. And which team do you go with? Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs have been there longer. They're, they, they they gel well, but Keith Lee and Swerve have gelled really well too. And there may be something about going with what's hot. Uh, I would personally go with Keith Lee and Swerve only to uh, get Swerve's momentum going better um, to hurry up because to get through the inevitable split because Keith Lee has not been great. And you want to, I think, capitalize on the popularity that Swerve has building. That may be why they give them the belts, because Keith Lee has been a little slower and Swerve has been hot. Maybe yes. you hide Keith Lee, give them the belts, let Swerve do the majority. It's the old Yoko Owen Hart trick. Yep. Let Swerve do the do the, do the work. Let Keith Lee look big and imposing. You have to remember, he almost died last year. So, like, it's going to take a while for him. To, like, people have been brutal with him online. Like, what happened? You were a badass in WWE, and now you're... You're not bad, but you're not you. And that motherfucker almost died. He did almost die, but also he's upper 30s and he's not small. Like, that no. takes a toll on your body. He needs to drop a little weight. Um, like Mc, McMahon was not wrong wanting him to drop some weight. As much as he wanted him to, probably. I mean, that guy wanted him to about the size of Swerve Strickland by the time he was done. <laughs> but he wanted what, what, uh, what Walter yeah. did. Yeah, I look at Gunther now. He's like a cruiserweight. He looks stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the fact that he's in better shape, Gunther, but it has taken away from the, the aura. Yeah. Absolutely, it has. You're just He's still a badass, but you're just like, he's not what he was. It's like, because eh. he's only like 6'3". He's not tall. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't blame Keith Lee for being like, nah, I'm not going to do that, dog. But he probably should try to lose, I don't know, 20, 25 pounds. Him and Adam Cole need to team up and get a personal trainer and get into the gym. Right? What the hell's going on with those two? Find out whatever Jericho's doing and have him help. 
It's, it's that DDP oh, yoga, bro. I heard about what happened with Jericho. Basically, a, coach, <laughs> a doctor told him if you keep drinking vodka, you will die. <laughs> and he took it to heart. That's what happened with him. Uh, I think you go with uh, Swerve and Keithley. Go, go with the hot hand. Um, I'm going to go Team Taz. There you go. Can we just all agree that it needs to be off Jurassic Express? Uh, It needs to be off Jurassic Express. They need to fire Luchasaurus and uh, send Jungle Boy to a school somewhere. To get some charisma. Because dude is not... How are you Luke Perry's kid, Doug? Yeah. He he can wrestle. He's got a look. But he's got nothing other than that. It's like... Void. Jesus. Um, let's go to our next match as it's the uh, six-man tag team match as it's the House of Black, Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, Brody King versus Death Triangle, Pac, Penta, and Ray Phoenix. That's a hard no for me. I, I knew that would be for you. But, Joe, can I just ask you a question? Yes. Think of, think of those six names you just used and then give them, like, no rules because you know they're not going to follow tag structure. Yeah, it's just gonna be non. It's gonna be mayhem. It's gonna be. It's a Jim Cornette special. Oh yeah, he'll 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 love it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm in, I'm gonna enjoy it. Uh, for what it is, I will say for what it is. Um, I, it's not what I'm looking most forward to, but it, it'll be fun as hell. I I'm with Corey on this end. Like, I think this is a pay per view too long even though it wasn't at the last pay-per-view, but, you know, it's just, like, one, like, even a special. It's just a little bit too long, but um, I'm slightly marking out because of it. Uh, Our next match is the Anarchy in the Arena match. The Jericho Appreciation Society versus Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz, and the Blackpool Combat Club of Brian Danielson and John Moxley. I like how Jericho wanted to do a stadium stampede again and Moxley cut him off and said, we're not doing your sports entertainment bullshit. We'll just fight in the crowd. Um, I'm torn. <laughs> I want to like this. I, I don't hate Jericho Appreciation Society as much as, as Mike does, but there is something about it that's just not clicking for me and i don't know what it is to be honest honestly i I don't think it's the young guys do you think it's the fact that um you really haven't they haven't really done any matches and it's just them doing their promos on a weekly basis like sure jericho sure he doesn't need to do matches but they haven't done anything with matt or angelo hager just does the pay-per-views that's all he does at that, I mean, is there another guy in that company more lucky to get a paycheck than Jake Hager? Fucking hell. Must I think the Jim Ross has drool over your athletic ability. Yeah. Uh, I think that one of the funny things about the Jericho appreciation is the fact that they do for over, basically they do the for over 50 years, but they do the for over 10 weeks and then every week it just gets longer and for 11 yeah. weeks. I think Jericho's the problem with it. I like, uh, I can't remember their lambastic new names, but Daddy Magic and <laughs> whatever it's the like, fuck. Is it called. Magic Hands, Mad, and Daddy? Uh, 3.0. I, I, 2.0. Yeah. I dig them. Garcia is still finding his way. 
with uh, the gimmick and sports entertainment. But Hager just stands there like a fucking statue. And Jericho just tries to dress as a different era Ozzy Osbourne every fucking week now. He's a wizard now. Ah, oh, fuck him. I, uh, hey, by the way, Daniel Garcia going to be in Defy, that uh, show that yeah. has uh, Nick Wayne versus uh, Dante, Dante Martin. Yeah. Uh, I like the other team, though. I like the other team a lot. So I'll apprehensively mark out. Uh, definitely no sell for me, dog. Yeah. Uh, so I just I want you to do me an exercise real quick, Joe. So who is part of the Blackpool Combat Club? Brian Danielson and John Moxley. And Yuta, right? Wheeler Yuta, but he is not in any match. He's, right, but he's part, but he's part of it, right? Oh yeah. Yep. He's right. So I like Danielson. So who's uh, the other team? So uh, Jericho. Who's part of the Jericho team? Jer- Jericho, Matt. Uh, Menard, Angelo Parker, Daniel Garcia, and Jake Hager. So I sort of like Daniel Garcia. And who's in the third team? Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. I like Santana and Ortiz. So out of all of those people, I'd like four people uh, and not enough to want to watch them in this terrible three-on-three-on-three on three on three horse shit. It's going to suck. No, no, it's, it's five no, on five. No, it's a five on five. They put, it's uh, a ten man. And Santana and Ortiz are with Moxley and Danielson. Although they don't get uh, along. Of course they don't, because why would they? It's a sports entertainment match. Right. If you, like, take the Blackpool Combat Club, get rid of the fucking Moxley Plumber, Douchebag, and Wheeler Yuta, who sucks. I don't understand the gimmick. He sucks. I don't understand the draw. And put in Santana Ortiz. That is a motherfucking combat club. And you want to throw in Eddie Kingston in that bitch? That's a motherfucking stable. The rest of this shit, get the fuck out of here. Holy fuck! I just thought about. I you know, I like Yuta more than you do, but I I get where you're coming from and Moxley. I get, but damn yeah, Danielson or Santana Ortiz and Kingston with Regal. That's a fucking stable. That's badass, right there. Remember you remember Danielson when he showed up. He wanted his stable, and he's got a couple. You know, he got a uh, Yuta. He wanted Garcia. He wanted uh, Moriarty. Yeah, he's getting there. Uh, so Peter Danielson. Well, quickly, any surprise from you guys that Moxley and Jim Ross have re-signed with AEW? Uh, Moxley, no. JR, yes. I, I can't yeah, I'm with, believe yeah. they keep him. I don't understand. It has to be clout. It, it, for like those up fronts and what's going on, it has to be clout. Has to, yeah, I agree. But I, at this I'm, point, like the anybody who is it who hasn't watched wrestling in 22 years... Jim, like Tony Schiavone would have the same clout. I don't understand what the difference is. I don't know. There's a ton of people I see on social media every week talking about how great Jim Ross still is and how wonderful it is that he's on Wednesdays. It's because they don't want to be mean to half of his face not working. <laughs> to half of his face. It's more than that. Like, he's like, a of his face that works. He's fucking terrible. When, you know, hey, we're in. Hey, Tony, where are we again? I love that's my favorite pay per view opening ever. Hey, we're in. Hey, Tony, where are we? God, I just want him to come out and say Saginaw. Let's just like fucking Shane Douglas. Saginaw. But, Bring that mojo on me. But, <laughs> folks, it's time for the main event. Hangman, back, Adam, Hangman Adam Page defending his AEW 
World Heavyweight Championship against one CM Punk. Joe, you almost had it right. It's a uh, Hagman at a page losing his world title to CM Punk. That is definitely going to happen. <laughs> but even though the, even though if this is a surefire giveaway of the results, you're marking out no selling. I'll mark out to see uh, his title reign start and to see how they handle Paige coming out of it. I think he goes heel, right? Well, he's Punk's the one going heel. heel. No, well, no, in the lead up, it's been Paige being heel. Telling Punk that he wasn't going to be able to have one of his masturbatory Bret Hart matches. Um, it's yeah, he's been the total heel. I don't think Punk's going heel yet. I think he will for sure eventually. I don't think it's there yet. They don't have a they don't have a strong enough baby face to lose the Punk as a baby face. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know. It's been a tween thing for both of them. Um. I I will I'll mark out. I I will uh. You know, I'm excited. You know, I want it. I wonder if this, if if there is a surprise, if this would be, you know, is it the your classic after double or nothing match where someone comes out to set, like, does Kanta show up to set up the match for Forbidden Door? Um, is so the like the point we talked about earlier where like something is missing and is there going to be a big surprise? Like I'm a like I. I'm talking about a fan like me in this instance. Would Kenta register with people like me where it would matter? No. Because, like, I don't know. I don't give a shit if Kenta shows up. I honestly, I barely give a shit if Okada shows up. It's like, I don't think that hits enough to, like, where it would warrant, you know, a quote-unquote surprise. Now, like, we have talked about they don't give a shit about the casual fans. They cater to their audience. So, I think for, the, like, I'm in the minority in this opinion. Like, for the bulk of their audience, that would hit. But that still wouldn't feel like Kent, like Okada would feel big enough, but like Kenta would definitely not feel big enough for a surprise. No, you, I agree with you. Kenta would not be big enough. Okada would for that yeah. for that fan base. Um, but no, Kenta would not. Um, before we move on, Joseph, because I know yes. that technically the match is not official, but. Unless they, I don't know, fuck up in the next 24 hours. We're getting Wardlow versus MJF. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine the clusterfuck if they decide to have Wardlow lose. I, I don't even understand. Anyways. Because um, this has been the hot debate. Who? I think we all, like, at least, you know, we all, we're on two different sides here. Like, I think MJF has to win. I, don't. I think Warlow is going to win, and I think it should be within a minute and a half. Yeah, no, MJF can cut a promo on Wednesday and negate anything that happens to him. But if, uh, but if, if they get Wardlow this hot, take him to the pay per view, and then have MJF win, even by bullshit means, you've squandered a chance to make a, a superstar, and they can't do that. You got to go all the way. Because he can't cut a promo on Wednesday to get his heat back. It's that process of we've got, you know, we're getting to the finish line. 
We just have to follow through, you know. That's why this match is the one that I am looking forward to the absolute most because I legitimately don't know who's going to win this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Like it's, it's po- a lot of is that possibility of the fact of, you know, or like for certain the match's going to happen, but we don't know who's going to win, and because you know me and Corey think that Wardlow should win within two minutes. Well, you have yeah, you, that, you know, you, easily, yeah. And so then MJF. My counter yeah. to that. So actually, that's my biggest problem. Actually, is that he squashes him in two minutes. If you want to have him win, I guess I could deal with that. But I actually think squashing him would be the worst outcome. So to kind of meet in the middle, because uh, I'm not even sure how they get out of this cage match tomorrow. It's very weird because he can't touch the ref, and the ref is for sure not going to count. So I don't know how they get. Anyways, what if like if they pull a WWE and add kind of a stipulation to this match? What stipulation would you guys want to see, or would make sense where MJF could kind of beat the shit out of Wardlow forever, and then Wardlow overcomes in the end? None. I don't want any stipulation. I think it needs to be straight one on one, the first time through. It could be. I think it could. It should be a two minute squash, or it could be a five minute freaking Warlow playing with his food. You know, just him. Since you put, since he put him through hell this past month, give him five to eight, five to seven so, minutes, and have Warlow beat him up the whole time. I like that. So if they go the Lesnar Cena route, I'd be okay with that. Okay. Suplex City. But if it's Spear it. Jackhammer 30 seconds, that I think completely cuts the nuts off of MJF. Because there's no amount of talking that can get that back. Interesting. Okay. So it's either <laughs> so it's either a squash in two minutes <laughs> or a squash in five to eight. And that's the card? Or, or, or MJF wins it somehow. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I will say this. I think if MJF wins in any way, shape, or form, they've blown Wardlow. And they've done all this for nothing. And you screwed your chance at making a legitimate superstar. I don't know. I just think with somebody with that potential who's still that young, I don't think they've ruined it yet. I don't know. I think if you get him this hot, you gotta you gotta take you gotta chase that lightning in a bottle. No guarantee you can get him this hot again. It's kind of like the Swerve and Keith Lee thing. If they're hot right now, do you give them the titles? I would. They're not. They're not this hot though. No, this this is white hot. I mean, this is this is going into WrestleMania 21 and having Triple H beat Batista. Yeah, this is the. Uh, no, he's the second biggest star on the show. Well, technically third, but he's the second biggest baby face behind Punk. And I'll tell you what, you just said you don't know of a baby face they could have to turn Punk heel. This is the guy. This is it. And so. He's not there yet. So I mean, I guess if he beats MJF, he gets there. Yeah, if if you have him beat MJF and you keep him hot, that's the baby face that you could turn Punk Hill on, and then you've got something. So then, what if Punk costs Wardlow the match? Not here because he's busy winning the title later on. It's got to be later that that has to be on a dynamite or something. So I have a surprise for you guys. A surprise it's not necessarily good, but that's not the only big show happening in the next couple well, of weeks, guys. Did you know that? What's happening in a couple of weeks? Did you know that in uh, at the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham, England, on June 4th, 
Wrestling Entertainment Series will have their first card. No. Do you know who uh, are the owners of Wrestling Entertainment Series? I just saw it. I just saw it. I'm blanking. Former authors of Pain tag team from WWE who are now the Legion of Pain, uh, Occam and Rizar. They are the owners of this fucking company. Oh my and God! Running, for some reason, in the UK, I, I, once we look Checks at the card, out. which I have for you, we're gonna mark out no sell this thing. <laughs> oh God! Here we go. All right, so we'll go to the the what do they call this? The free live pre-show has two matches. One will be Biff Music taking on Mike Bennett. Is that uh, uh fuck? What's his name? It's Oni Lorcan from NXT against Mike Kanellis. Mike Kanellis. Yeah. I, I, I think of that. Yeah. I was like, Mike Kanellis? I was like, what the fuck is his name? Mike Kanellis. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> and that's actually the good match. The other one. <laughs> hey, did I, did I tell you guys that for, I don't know, seven years, I thought Oni Lorcan was a chick? I had no idea it was a dude. <laughs> like, I had never seen him wrestle, and I was like, I don't know who Oni Lorcan is, whatever. And then some, I was like, wait, that's Oni Lorcan? Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. I, I, honestly, I think in my head, I thought Oni Lorcan was Tony Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> so check out this fucking match on the pre-show. Dirty Dango, formerly known as Fandango, mm. is going to take on Levi's Valenzuela Jr., formerly known as No Way Jose. <clears throat> uh, I'm good. You, I don't blame you. Here we go. Here's the card. The prior, the card proper. How much is this card, Gord? Do you have that information? What? How much is the card? Like how much I money? No, I have no idea. Uh, what, what? Hey, Corey, what was it called again? Wrestling Entertainment Series. Okay, I mean, I'll try to look it up as you do the card. Okay. So Dean Mutati, formerly known as Mojo Raleigh. We'll take on Lindsay Dorado. Formerly known as Lindsay Dorado. Uh, no. Oh, my God. I just saw <laughs> no. the card. Oh. Well, don't, don't ruin don't, it. Don't spoil I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just holy. I got to ruin my bed. You're the host. I can't do this. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't for a last few to mark out. No, so you've seen all the shit now. No, uh, no. I, 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 know. I just saw people. And I see the card. Madison Rain and Tennille Dashwood against Deanna Parazzo and Chelsea Green. Yes. Which doesn't fit on that. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't fit on here at all. What is Actual happening? challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <clears throat> Triple threat match. You ready? Killer Cross versus Samurai Del Sol, formerly known as Kalisto, versus Jonah, formerly known as Bronson Reed. Uh, no, N- not even a little bit. Joe? I'm good, thanks. Bronson? <laughs> I thought Bronson was still there. No. Nope. When did Bronson how about get the cut? Legion? Uh, how about the Legion of Pain now instead of the uh, Authors of Pain? Taking on Weston Blake and Steve Macklin, formerly known as the two-thirds of the Forgotten Sons that aren't terrible pieces of shit. 
Yeah, let's go with no on that, Doc. Uh, no. Uh, by the way, uh, Bronson Reed got like released like what? Five, six months, uh, six, yeah. seven months ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so here are the two main events. In the show's co-main event, C.J. Perry, formerly known as Lana, will meet Lena Fanini, formerly known as Nia Jax, to determine the WES Women's World Champion. No. <laughs> That'd be a no for me, dog. And uh, here's the main event. To determine the first WES World Heavyweight Champion, Adam the Titan Shear, formerly known as Braun Strowman, will take on Alistair Overeem. Alistair Overeem? There it is. Yep. Are you fucking kidding me? Um. What? <laughs> yep, that's the main event. Um. So there's that. <laughs> this thing looks terrible. That sounds god awful. I wouldn't pay my worst enemy to watch this. Uh, theory is they're in England because that's where. One of the places they don't have to get tested. People like Nia Jax can work there. That's the oh theory. God. That's so it, fucking bad. It says it's on. Oh, this. Oh, it's for June fourth. That's what I just said. Yeah. I said that. Um, yeah. I said that. I can't. I can't, I can't find I'm trying it. to find the price either. I can't find it. It says it's on fight, but it's not. Yeah, I just looked too. Hasn't maybe hasn't popped up on fight, but maybe, as of right now, it's between fight. Maybe fight is like you know what we thought about it. Never mind, we're good. <laughs> now we're good. By the way, Corey, I, you didn't say who's going to be commentating. I didn't read that. It's Jonathan Coachman, baby. Oh, oh yeah, the coach is the main play-by-play guy, and who's? And I think it's Aiden English doing color. Holy Christ! Uh, yeah, it is English. Aiden English. How, yeah. How is this just not control your narrative? I don't understand what the difference is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. To me, it just seems like authors of pain employing all their NXT buddies who can't get work anywhere else. Checks out. Good old lot. Uh, quick thing before we, for some yeah, oh, yeah, right. Uh, quick thing. Uh, I know Booble, you did. You said I sent a photo of the. Uh, the bloodline as teenagers, and so they oh, yeah. added Sami Zayn to the bloodline since he is a uh, honorary heir to the bloodline. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. I was like, I don't understand what this means. <laughs> it, it's just it's just Sami Zayn kissing ass to Roman, so they're adding him into the bloodline from as teenagers now. So it's fantastic. So they're doing the Owen Hart with the Nation thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, in a way. Did you, uh, uh, what did I watch? Uh, it was Dynamite. When Punk was on commentary. And El- uh, Excalibur brought up El Generico. Oh, God. And Punk's like, yeah, I remember that guy. Didn't he die? And, <laughs> and Excalibur's like, no, he went, he went to go run the orphanage in Mexico. He's like, oh, I thought I was dead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good for El Generico. 
So, so before we leave, we had some homework to do. Yep. And right. what was that? Well, uh, go ahead, sir. I made you guys. Well, not made you guys. I requested that you find gentlemen and all the listeners at home. Revisit NXT Brooklyn from 2015 and rewatch uh, what was roundly considered the match of the year. Uh, Sasha Banks defending her title against Bailey. Oh, yeah. I had a hell of a time finding it after last week. Uh, as did I. <laughs> Finally just found it under uh, Bailey Russell's Chris Benoit for the NXT women's title. I just typed in it. Yeah, I just typed in the NXT and I'm like, oh, there it is. Boom. But uh, great match. It's, it holds up. So it holds I, up. Uh, I rated it a four and a half out of five. I thought it was a fucking fantastic match. Uh, I wrote down just some notes as I was watching. I'm just going to read my notes for you real quick, and then I'll kick it over to Joe for his um, differing opinion. Cool. Uh, so first of all, uh, Stephanie came out, which made everything worse. Jesus Christ. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I was like, I don't care. Shut up and get out of the ring. Anyways. Uh, wrestling. Bailey got way more booze than I remember her getting. In NXT, Sasha Banks was a special kind of over. Even as yeah. Uh, I forgot about the Sasha is Ratchet chant. Forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought the match started out uh, slow, but on purpose. I mean, they were building, obviously. So I thought it was a really good story. Uh, when it picked up was when uh, Sasha was talking trash in the corner and Bailey kicked her in the face, and they just kind of went balls to the wall after that. Oh, yeah. Uh, stomping on the the hand to prevent her getting to the rope and then kicking off the rope into a reversal of the bank statement was so good. Um, and then there was a, a false finish right before the finish of the match where Bailey hit a Bailey to Bailey and the crowd fucking popped like she had just won. Like she was so, like the crowd had completely joined her side by the end of the match. And then when she finally won at the end, holy fuck, what a great moment. I have a different take. <laughs> I, this time watching, just didn't, didn't do anything for me. Joe hates women's There it is. Confirmed. There it is. Toxic masculinity. There it is. <laughs> I don't know. Like the match is good. Uh, the match is good, but I forgot. Like, I think maybe my hate for like Corey Graves and Byron Saxon came out because when they talked, I was just, just like, "Shut up!" But like, there was a point in the match where I forget was was the storyline. Um, Bailey's hand was already broken. Yeah. Okay, because what bothered me about that was like the match happened, like the the hand was already broken going into it, and then Sasha puts her hand, uh, Bailey's hand, in the steel steps and kicks the steps, and then the like, commentary's like she might have just broke her hand. And I'm well, because like, she she was wearing a cast and Sasha took it off during the match. Yeah, but it's just more of the fact that like, well, the, the hand's already broken, you can't break it. I think they were or, saying healed. Oh. 
don't know. Like, I I don't know what. I, it's just maybe this is the time I was watching or whatever. But it's like watching it this time, the match was like, yeah, it's good. But I wasn't electric as I was the first time watching it. Man, um, I, lo- I loved it. I thought it held up. Um, the only things I didn't like about it were auxiliary things that happened around it. I didn't like Stephanie coming out. Yeah. And I also didn't like the four horsewomen celebrating. Yeah, I didn't like the curtain call. There was still a main event. Like but everything about the match held up to me. I loved it. I gave it full five back in the day. I said it was my match of the year for 2015. And it still is. It holds up to me. But what was the? I didn't finish the card. What was the main event after that? Balor and Joe. Yeah, it was Balor and Owens. Was it Owens? I thought it was Joe. No, it was it was it was uh, Owens. It was his last match in to NXT. Uh, okay. Yeah. And um, well, you know what that means now that we've watched that. I mean, it's Joe Stern. God help us. No, I got it. I got a match. I got one. Melina versus Alicia Fox. Got it. We're going to watch a match I've never watched before. Interesting. So, so what do you think on SmackDown from the year 2000? No, we're going to go to 1993. Okay. We're going to an October pay-per-view. Halloween Havoc. WCW. Yep. yep Halloween yep, Havoc, yep. 1993. Yep. We're going to be watching a Texas death match between one Vader and Cactus Jack. Okay. All right. I've never right. seen it. So I will why gladly not? visit that again. I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember not. Loving it. Uh, I remember liking it. Uh, to what level I can't remember. Because I it's mean, Vader and Cactus Jack will beat, will kill each other. Like I have no doubt about their ability to hurt each other. But I'm curious to watch this again. It's been a long time since I watched it. I just, I, I honestly, what, what I did honestly was I, uh. Just did a random year, and I'm like, what's random? Okay, 93, random pay. And then I was just like, looked up matches in 93, and that was one of them. I'm like, you know what? Let's do a, a Vader match with I mean, Cactus. Anytime you get me a Halloween Havoc, I am fully fucking on board. So, Right, right. I'm good. Cool. And full disclosure, without giving you the match or company, the one I pick in two weeks is also from 1993. Hey, so we're gonna double, we're gonna dump in '93. The brain's working, baby. That's right. See, shout out to six-year-old me. There you go. Sounds good. I'm, I'm looking forward to what you know. As a matter of fact, <laughs> well, well, well. Well, before we leave, once again, get your tickets now for Pal Pro Wrestling, June 4th and June 5th. We got some. Yep. Uh, we have some 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 news this week, gentlemen. Yeah. 
Oh, we did. Um, a little change into the card. Subject cha- uh, card, you know, card subject to change. Uh, we found out that uh, at the uh, break it down, it'll be dead to rights of Cleaver and uh, where is it at? Derek Shaw. Derek Shaw versus Spencer Scott and Zay Perez. We've seen them in a couple uh, rumbles. Uh, we have Zicky Dice versus Malcolm Flex at, against the wall. Uh, due to an injury, Big Ugly has chosen Funny Bone to take his place uh, in the Lumberjack match at Break It Down on June 5th against so, our boy Vinny Masato. So, Joe, as as an anointed one, I do have to ask you a question. It was already going to be bad enough for that no-good Vinny Masato when... He found himself on the outside, and Funny Bone beat the living shit out of him. Now he has to be in the match with Funny Bone. So it's like a problem for your boy. It's not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. He's going to kick Funny Bone's Funny Bone, if you know what I mean. going to kick him in the elbow? That's rude. Yeah, 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 of course. That's, that's, a, that's a Funny Bone. That's like... When you, well, come on. When you hit your Funny Bone, that's like the worst pain in the world for like... Ten minutes. Oh, it's so, way worse than pregnancy. I'll tell you that much. According to some people, so big. So Vinny <laughs> is just going to <laughs> kick the funny bone, kick funny bones, funny bone for like twenty minutes. Joe, if you don't bring a sign that says "kick him in the funny bone," I'm going to be very disappointed in you. <laughs> I'll have the producer start working on the sign now. Uh, also, uh, hold on, hold that, on, hold on, oh, hold on. Oh. Corey, now you agree with me, right? That uh, Vinny Masaro is going down. Uh, well, no, I mean, you know, I'm anointed by association. You're damn right. Yeah, it's you know, it's the Masaro family. It's, 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 it's Blanchard country. This is goddamn country. Hey, by the way, by the way, uh, Corey, you got to put the oh, yeah, little the one in face. line. Yeah, Little Database is with me. We're a strong team. He, he is spreading slander with the no so name, talking about how Vinny's losing. I know. Uh, you, you know what? You, you try with these kids. You try. Yeah, you damn and kids. You just, it's like you take, take a horse to the river, but you can't make him fish for a day. Right? Is that, about wait, hold on. Which one is that? I'm getting oh. my similax or similes. Or, I'm getting some words wrong. So basically, what I'm saying, relax. But yes, but yes, yeah, all of that. Yeah, he's, if, he's 12, once, so he doesn't have a good opinion. If the boy gets out of line, he'll be sleeping with the fishes. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, Vinny, I got no doubt. No problems. Okay. No issues here. That's right. Uh, other matches for against the wall. We have Funny Bone and Drexel, most violent, taking on Dead to Rights of Cleaver and Shaw. Uh, good luck, Shaw. Uh, for break it <laughs> for break it for breakdown, we have uh, Jaded taking on Malcolm Flex. Uh, good luck, Jade. There it is. Uh, again at against the wall, be Juicy Fee now taking on our love, our our fantastic, our favorite tag team, the Blanchards. In a handicap match. Well, bad day for the Blanchards. Bad day for and, the Blanchards. And if All Juicy I'm saying wins, is that uh, Juicy's going to be trespassing in Blanchard country, and that's a bad thing. Yeah. Let's see if he misses his flight again. 
But if Juicy Damn! wins, but if Juicy wins, he gets a title shot. I guess Funny Bone when Funny Bone beats Finn Mizarro, makes sense. It's going to happen. Uh, at breakdown, it'll be Dark Sheik versus Christina Von Erie. Have you seen Christina Von Erie before? And yeah. uh, also at break it down, Kevin Blackwood versus Adam Brooks. <laughs> uh, and then uh, uh, what, Corey? I was, I was yawning. That should be uh, good. And I will say, though, that yeah, you name of an event, break it down. I kind of expect to see X-Pac there. Just saying. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. And then a match that... Oh, no, it's uh, not going to happen. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but a match one booble is looking forward to the most at Against the Wall on June 4th. The YouTube Championship... Oh, God. Steve Miggs versus Levi Shapiro. Brian Zane and Mr. Ulala will be banned from ringside. That is unfair. That's completely no, that's fair. Good. See, that's good. See, Brian Zane is making the right decision. He's taking himself out of the match to keep that no good Ulala in the back so Steve Miggs cannot cheat. How, this is unfair wow, for us. We were totally opposite on that. It's unfair <laughs> because Mr. Ulala has to sacrifice himself from ringside yeah. to keep that no good varmint and 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 Commissioner Zane uh, from interfering. He's got a vested interest in this title has since day one. Ulala has had to fight tooth and nail to keep it straight and narrow so that the better man can can win and be the champ. Um, and now. Look, all hell's going to break loose here. It, it's not fair. I, I'm just mostly excited that we don't have to see any more of those terrible dance moves. Get them out of here. Look, oh, I don't know, man. God. I think you're wrong. I've been thinking about it. I think the ooh la la walk, that, that could revolutionize pop music. Pretty sure. I think it should. And and as a fan of ooh la la, we're going to be uh, – we're not going to experience any new moves, any nothing new from him because he has to be – Banned from ringside, and it's oh, we're gonna watch cool. him cry when Steve Miggs loses that title to Levi Shapiro. We're not gonna see any like sartorial splendor because we don't see the fantabulous outfits. I mean, and it's, then, it's a shame. Uh, then, last but not least, at Against the Wall, sponsored by No Cell Entertainment, Vinny Massaro will be also defeating, sadly, our boy Hammerstone. I mean, good luck with that. It's true. Uh, I, true. I'm slightly torn here. My, my boy Hammer, from way back, I can't deny it. But the family ties run deep. That's that's so a bad deep. weekend for Vinny. That's that's two losses for Vinny Massaro. That's that's a rough that's a rough weekend. It Not is challenging. I, I, that's a, that's a hell of a one-two punch. <laughs> so that's, uh, well, I don't know. He might have some. He he might not have a lot of fans in the old. Uh, you know the. The corporate <laughs> wing of the uh, the panel office. It's because that no good Brian Zane is trying to bring down our champion, our fighting champion, Vinny Massaro. Hey, he's the influencer well before Chris Jericho. You put some respect on the commissioner's name. Oh, I mean, it's, are you kidding? It wouldn't be like Chris Jericho to just blatantly rip off a hot gimmick in wrestling. No way. There's, there's no way that would happen. <laughs> Unacceptable. Remember, he called himself the living legend. 
<laughs> Ooh, boy. So, get your tickets now for Pal Pro Wrestling's Against the Wall and Break It Down. Get them now while you can. Uh, you can go to Eventbrite's app or ProWrestling.Eventbrite.com. There it is, ProWrestling.Eventbrite.com. And follow the steps and get your tickets now. They're on sale right now. Like, get them now. Get them for both nights. And you know what? Uh, you can't always say this about every uh, wrestling show around, but family-friendly events, man. Bring the family. It's a hell of a fun time. Little kids having a blast. Parents having a blast. I've seen grandparents. Just bring the fam, man. Bring the fam. But get your tickets now. Everybody. There the is. The proprietors will understand this reference. Reminds me of Memphis. A little something for everybody. You're not going to get too bored. You don't like, uh, you know, you don't like uh, a scientific, nice wrestling match. That's okay. Funny Bones coming up next. <laughs> you don't like violence? All right. Well, we got a good tag team match. We got some high spot monkey uh, flippity do matches. You don't like that? Cool. We got big. We got Vinny. We got the family. We got everything. A little something for everyone. And if you want to root for people who actually don't suck, we got everybody else besides the family. So. Oh, it's terrible news. That's like, what are you? You're like, trying to think of, you're like Vince McMahon, Homer, uh, play-by-play guy from like 1995. First of all, how dare you call me Vince McMahon? Listen here, you Red, listen here, Red Sox Nation. I don't want to hear it from you. Oh my God. Mike McMahon, you calm down. All right. (laughs) Listen here, LA Dodgers. I don't want to hear it from you either. What the hell? God damn it, he's gone rogue. He's gone rogue. But I can't help it, both of you are Washington Husky fans. Shut the hell up. You can go straight to hell. But you can also go to powprowrestling.eventbrite.com and get your tickets now for Break It Down and Against the Wall. Get your tickets now. I, I'm anxiously awaiting what the August shows are going to be called. I, I, look like forward said, to seeing what, I look forward to seeing what they're going to be called every month. Oh, yeah, same here. And like we said last week uh, here, uh, hopefully the February shows will be Love is a Battlefield and uh, hit me with your your best shot. Oh, you just shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Uh, See, Corey, he's uh, Mr. McMahon over here is having us turn against each other. Oh, no. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I will gladly join the family once they bring in Ryan Cabrera. Oh, oh God, we're going all the way down here. So let's just wrap it up before we hurt hurt our, our, hurt ourselves. You can go to nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com, where you can find all of our blogs, all the podcasts that we do for you. You can also find us all on the social medias, the Instagram, the Facebook, and the Twitter, and LinkedIn, and all wherever you know. Swipe LinkedIn. left, swipe right. Yeah, we're on there. I, think, I don't know. Indeed.com. Yeah, I think I don't know. I'm just naming sites here. Uh, you can find What's Corey's in, stuff on that. Uh, you know, Russian uh, you, Yeah, RussianMailbox.com for Corey's, and he's uh he's the number one trender there. You can also listen to us on that Apple Podcast, that Spotify, baby. But most of all, you can always listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. 